Today is December 6th, and Patrick Corbin is not a New York Yankee, nor will he be for the next at least couple years. And that is what we're talking about today. Let's talk Yanks. Galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. For this edition of Talking Yanks, we thought we thought we'd have some good news. Turns out we have some upsetting news. Patrick Corbin, not a Yankee. We'll get into it. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from the Jersey Shore. I got my co-host, Jake, from Denver. Used to live in Connecticut, though, Jake. You did. Currently from Denver. Yeah. From Connecticut. From Connecticut, living in Denver. There you go. We got How you it. doing? How you doing, babe? I'm good. Just got home from the movies, chilling. Nice. How was it? I liked it. I enjoyed it. Green Book. I enjoyed it. Good movie. Nice. Good movie. Good. Good. Movie. Ra- good rat and rat between those two guys. Decent rat and rat. Good rat and rat between all of Viggo Mortensen's family and friends. They're all Italian from 1960s Bronx. Nice. That's classic rat and rat. Let's talk some Bronx. Let's talk some Bronx. Let's talk some sponsors of today's episode. We have this episode of Talking Yanks, this special episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by four very special people, Kelly Lyons, Luke Hell, Helly, I'm going to go Hell, Helly. Jacob Volker, that's a strong last name, it's, mm-hmm. an, it's a manly intimidating sound, you got the V or the Volk, the V, and then you got the K, Volker. Same two sounds are in the word Viking. Vikings are super strong and scary. Nice last name, Jacob. Todd Walters. And, uh, oh, Jake tried to trick me. He wrote Pen15 on the sheet. That's not a recent Patreon sponsor. If you are a uh, Patreon subscriber, it's $2 a month for video access, early access, and... uh, a chance to win two jerseys each month, one by contest, one by raffle. You all know. You all listen. Maybe you have some new listeners. This is like a news episode. Patrick Corbin's not a Yankee, so we always get new listeners on these episodes. So if, if you're here, don't worry. We're talking news soon. We're actually going to let... Uh, do we need any more preamble, Jake? I don't, I don't know. You tell me. How are you doing? What's your mood? Let the listeners know where you're coming from. I'm all right. I'm, uh, again, had a, had a nice little cardio workout today. Um, and it had a big Twitter day, a lot of interaction. Yankees Twitter's hot right now. Nice. That's good. Yankees Twitter's hot right now. I didn't do much on Twitter at all today. My Yukon Huskies just won. Yeah. Yankees Twitter's hot right now, Jim. Everybody's got an opinion. Oh yeah. I love it. Tons of opinions. We got to give our own here. And it's like, got to form our opinions. You know, what's interesting. Last night we did the Instagram live with our gut reactions. Sure. And I feel a little differently 
now than I did last night. You know, you like you go right away, you let it sit for a little bit and think about things, and you're like, okay, actually, this and this. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. We got a ton of voicemails, and we love that you guys call in and engage with the show. So I'm gonna. A lot of you guys, you know, had the same central topic in your voicemail. Would go figure, you know. So this is. Uh, I'm. This is. Uh, the majority of them. It's long, but I want to get everyone get their voice in. So this, here we go. This is a voicemail Talking mashup. Yank. What's going on, boys? This is Brian. What do you think our next move is here? Hey, John Boy and Jake Dustin from Kokomo, Indiana. Long-time listener, first-time caller. With the Corbin signing, what I want to know is what do you think the chances are that the Yankees sign someone like Dallas Keuchel over Hap or Evo? Hey, guys. This is uh, Jake from Manhattan calling for Talking Yanks. Hope you're doing well. Quickly, first off, I've accepted the Corbin news by now. It stinks. I liked him a lot, but uh, hopefully Cash is right and we dodged a bullet. And I really hope they didn't pass up on him just for luxury tax purposes, but we'll see. My main point is that uh, free agent pitchers after right now, really none of them make sense. None of them are going to move the needle. I think the Yankees got to go after a big-name trade. Hey, this is Nate. I'm calling for the Talking Yanks. Uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, I feel like everyone was kind of disappointed when we found out that uh, Patrick Corbin, you know, signed with the Nationals. But after you find out that he signed for six years, $140 million, it's almost like that sounds like they spent way too much money. It's great that he – I feel like he would have been a great starter for us, but we'll see what the Yankees do after this. I feel like Jay Happ now might be a uh, almost a necessity, maybe a two-year deal. John Boy, Jake, what's going on, boys? Just had to call and uh, see what you guys thought about this Corbin deal. Uh, just oh man, I did, this was a huge mess. I feel for us, we we had to get the best starters out there available, and now we got these these other guys that just have question marks around them. A pretty disappointing uh, result here. I want to know what you boys think and who the best option is for us here moving forward. Talking Yanks, Josh from the, also down the shore. Who do you guys think hey. the Yankees are going to pick up, either free agency or trade? Now that Patrick Corbin signed with the Nats for a ridiculous amount of money. Hey guys, this is Andy Cyber again. Um, what does this mean going forward for the Yankees? Who are they going to go sign? Maybe trade for now? I think they really need him. Could this now become a failed off season? What up, guys? Um, Mike from Monmouth County again for talking Yanks. So now that Corbin is out of the picture for the Yankees, it kind of sucks. I guess he doesn't want to have a chill spring training or something. Would you rather sign <laughs> two average middle of the pack guys like Avaldi and Hap, or just sign one ace? Top tier guy like Kluber or Title or someone. Just um, let me know what you guys think. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Hey guys, this is Jake from Rochester, New York. I think we all need to have faith in Cashman. I really like that analogy of the old school teacher with the whiteboard. He's just got another plan right back up. That being said, I think Hap is a no brainer. You take away that postseason start, he was a stud. He's not going to be a top of the rotation guy for us, but he'll give us some innings. You know what you're going to get. Just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on what you think Cashman's going to do next. Hey, Jake, you're awesome. What's up, John Boy? This is Eli from Upstate New York. Now that Corbin signed with the Nationals, do you guys think that this increases the chances of, like, a blockbuster trade for a big pitcher? Or do you think that maybe they're just going to go for, like, signing a middle-of-the-pack starter or something like that? Also, do you think that this increases the chances of the Yankees getting both Machado and Harper? Obviously, you know, one would be great, none would kind of be a failure, but two would be like kind of dream world fantasy baseball type of thing. But maybe it's a shot. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Thanks, guys. All right. There you go. So that was a lot of people called in and a lot of people 
got the same exact questions. It's basically, what's next? Who are the free agents? What are we doing? Who do we think they're going to get? Is it a free agent? Is it a trade? How does this affect Harper Machado? Is this a failed offseason now? And I knew, Jake, that we weren't going to be able to really take those one at a time because it's just all this big picture right. stuff. So we'll let them all get out there. And now we got a lot to discuss. So we're not going to disband the franchise because we didn't sign Pat Corbin to six for 140? Not disbanding the franchise. I will say this. Everyone that was really mad about this and is really upset that the Yankees aren't spending and the Yankees are cheap and house cheap, I'm not telling you to not be mad at all. You can be mad, but I will be great. I, I request for your own sake that you table the anger till the end of the off season. Cause what I want to say is there's ways now to get a staff that we like and is a winning staff. And we end the off season like, okay, good. Let's roll. There's ways to do that. Corbin was the easiest, most logical way to do that. And the, and they didn't they didn't get it done, and the contract will get into all that. But I'm saying, so if if there's ways for the staff still to be rounded out and this still to be not a failed off season and a good off season, so wait wait till the end because if they don't go out and make some moves that make it good, then yes, then let's readdress not signing Corbin and let's be a little mad about it because this are the, these are the Yankees. They have they make the most money. They're actually like third lowest, I think, in percent of revenue they spend, which is not good, not fun. They should be spending money, and this is their window to win. So if you got to have two bad years at the end for the next four years to win while Sevy's here, while Judge is here, while Gary's here, and they're all on cheap contracts, and we have a four-year like pretty window to win, I wouldn't have minded the last two years of a bloated contract for Corbin because – that's right. We got that four-year window to win. I think there's ways to get the rotation how we want it or a way that we like it, and we'll talk about that. So I'm just saying uh, I will be mad with you if they don't do anything else. Like I think, Jake, if it's just Hap for two years and that's the that's the rotation, just Hap for two years and all we did was change Sonny Gray or Lance Lynn for Paxton – I don't think that's enough. So I think I'm going to be mad, but I got to wait to find out what the end result is. Yeah. There's a couple interesting things at play here. I think I, something that I, I think I want to bring the people back with a little bit that they're going to like, which I think you and I stumbled upon last night. We went into this off season and I'm pretty sure you and I had the firm stance that it was, if we don't sign Harper and Machado, it's not the end of the world. Like, yes, these guys don't become free agents all the time, this young with this much talent, but if they don't get Harper and Machado, we'd expect Cashman to put to put a plan together. Maybe it's Corbin and they trade for an outfielder and, and, and fill out the rest. I don't know. I think what's interesting, and this was a full realization for me last night, and I think you agreed, I think if you change the question to if it was Corbin, Harper, and Machado, this free agency – and you told me we go 0 for 3, then I'm out. I'm, I'm not out, but I'm pissed. I, I think if you make it those three, you got to get them. And with Corbin getting paid, I do think that reduces Washington's chances uh, of signing Harper or Machado. Uh, people were telling me they got a lot of money in the bank. Yeah, they're, they're running out of payroll at this point. The Cardinals might be out today after the Goldschmidt trade. 
don't say the offseason's a failure or anything bad until the offseason's over. The offseason is 10% of the way in. Yes, yeah, I even start. And we'll be in Vegas next week at the winter meeting, so hopefully we can bring you some fun coverage or whatever. I don't know what we're going to do yet. Oh, yeah. But we'll be there. Uh, this is our last show. This is our last show not in Vegas. Our next yeah. show, Monday, will be a Vegas special. Vegas, baby. Yeah, so we moving forward, I will say, let's talk about the Corbin contract. The Yankees offered five years, $100 million. He ch- He got six years, $140 million. The Phillies, who were also in, also offered like five years, $100 million. So it, I think you can say it seems like the Nationals overpaid. If there was, No one was close second. Yeah, I mean, Pat- Patrick Corbin, if you would have guessed the market for him at the beginning of this season, I, I think you would have seen some, you know, at the high end, probably four for 80. And then he goes out. He does have a really good year. He used his slider a lot more. He was one of the better sliders in the game. And then he ends up walking away with this, six for 140. It's pretty incredible. And I think, obviously, I, I mentioned this the other day when we did the Instagram Live. It sucks that you're... I'm a fan of baseball. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of the Yankees. Not that I'm going to root against this guy, but you kind of want this to be a bad contract now so that Brian Cashman was right. Cashman didn't want to go this far. I want Justice Sheffield and Patrick Corbin to be busts. I, I mean, I still want Sheffield to be kind of good just because you wrote him totally off. But, yeah, so, I mean, that aspect of it kind of sucks. But this feels like an old baseball contract, like a contract from the last decade, like, the Nationals for the next three years, if Pat Corbin is what he is last year, that's where you're spending most of this money. It it feels like the back end of this contract is going to be ugly. And Brian Cashman doesn't think he needs to put the team in that position. Uh, so and enjoy enjoy Washington, Pat. I asked this I asked this uh, last night. If the Yankees offered him, if this is what the Yankees offered and he signed, then I would have talked myself into it so easily and been oh, like, yeah. well, we got four years here. Well, let's win right now while the core is here, while everyone's going, and then we'll worry about those two years at the end. Yeah, I don't want to say it's Ellsbury part two, but when we originally signed Ellsbury, we knew we were paying for the first half of that contract. Yeah, we And I, I think you, if we were doing this right now, we'd be happy we had Corbin. I think of part of that is, I think part of that would be just moving on with this offseason. Yeah, now, no, but it, it would be a all, nice listen rotation. All, listen to all those voicemails we just heard. It would be a nice rotation if we had Corbin. I, I read a tweet today that was about the Atlanta Braves talking about their lineup, and I was like, they're getting to talk about their lineup already? I was yeah. jealous because we're not, we're not even there yet. Yeah, we still got a lot of moves to make. All right, let's go through the free agents first. So I got, I got one thing I want to say, or I, asking you something you said. You said if the Yankees get hap you won't be happy if they get hap with a harper machado are you okay long yeah. pause this this isn't hollywood uh n- no man like i don't okay okay I, rotation wise but i i i'll tell you this i think that's what's gonna happen okay that i do think because then when the injury happens right right what do we have? What do we have? There's Well, I mean, that's two different issues. I mean, what if Pat Corbin ripped his hammy and he was out for a month? I mean, we still don't have that six starter. That's a whole separate issue still. Yeah, but I wanted Corbin and Hap. Right. <laughs> right don't right, get right. me Hap and Keichel. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I don't see that happening anymore. And um, me neither. Me neither. I, I think I, the the only way I saw that happening was if the Yankees were really in on Evaldi and they basically sold him as like, dude, you were that playoff hero. We're going to need some of that through the year. And, you know, you're still going to get your 20 starts when guys get hurt. By the way, it sounds like he's close to wrapping things up with the Sox, but... Yeah, four I think years, I, seventeen million. I think our six starter dream is is getting close to dead. Slash, stay healthy till Monty's back. 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 Yeah, or believe in Domingo Herman, but we'll oh, get we'll get the fuck. Let's out of uh, here. we'll we'll keep it for the the our missing starter. See, that's now. a scary when Domingo Herman becomes part of the plan for 2019. That's where I start getting mad because that's not the team we should be assembling. This is the most win-now window we've ever had. Right, right. And, um, I mean, I get that. But, I mean, think about think about what you're saying. How many teams have ever entered the season with a full six-man rotation, you know? 1999 Yankees. And, Jimmy, what if I told you there was a second-year pitcher who had, in 22 games, 71 innings, had a 5.83 ERA? I'd say that sounds bad. And then what if I told you that guy was Luis Severino? And then I told you in Herman's second season in 85 innings, he had a 5.57 ERA. So, I mean, let's not totally write off Domingo Herman. We were in rebuilding mode, so we got the luxury to roll the dice on Sevi. We don't have the luxury to roll a dice on Herman coming right, in. Right. But I'm, I'm saying that could have been last year. I'm, I'm, don't, if Domingo Herman is our sixth starter, for half the season, it's not necessarily the end of the world. No, but it's not good. I want... Not uh, not ideal. I, I don't want to go into the season knowing... Because you're going to use your sixth starter at some point. Someone's going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. Let's go into these free agents. We okay. got... And I didn't even talk about how stupid people were saying, you know, he likes the Yankees and all that. I was more... I was more being petty about that shit on Instagram Live. Right, right, right. Watch it. I'll, I'm over it. I don't care. I think we got to take Evaldi off the board. It sounds like he's really close to a four for 17 with, with the Sox. I'm glad we didn't do that. I don't want Evaldi. He's got two Tommy John surgeries, and he's been a star for what? Never? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like never been a consistent stud? I don't, like, I don't want to bank on him being our fifth guy. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's one of those things. I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to compare it to. I think I'm going to land on sports betting, that when you – if if you're if you're bad at picking games, you go into a game and you're like, well, if I pick the Packers, I bet Rodgers is going to get hurt and they're going to lose. But if I bet the Vikings, they're not going to show up and Green Bay is going to roll them. That's kind of what it felt like with Evaldi. Like you kind of have this: if the Sox are going to sign him, you're like, shoot, if that playoff Evaldi shows up, god damn it. But then mm-hmm. if we sign him, it sounds like the third Tommy John. I got to give um, what's uh, Hubs from Barstool? He tweeted something like that, so I'll give him a little love. But um, uh, he's off the board. What what if I told you you could have Corbin six for one forty or Evaldi four for sixty eight? Wait, say that again. So so Corbin's contract lands at six for one hundred forty million. Yeah. Evaldi is at four for sixty eight. Yeah, I don't want that. Okay. I don't want Evaldi. Then he gone. Now I want Hap for a two year deal. But I think Hap's going to want a three-year deal, and someone might be dumb enough to give him a three-year deal, and then we're banking on, well, he's a veteran. Maybe he just wants to win. Like CeCe always says, I'm not playing if I'm not on a contender. Right. So maybe – but I'm – I mean, again, 
they usually just take the most money. And someone might give Hap a three-year deal if that's the edge. But then when are the Yankees going to be like, fuck it, fine, we have to do the surplus to get a guy. And then if they're going to do that, they should have just done it on Corbin. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's what I'll say. If if they find themselves in that boat with Hap, I think you see it turn into, you know, say say Happer is getting offered three years, 15 per. So a three for 45. I could see the Yankees offering a two for 40 with like a $5 million buyout or something like that. Like, I, I think at this point, the years are more important to the Yankees than the actual dollar amount. Would you be interested in bringing Hat back? Yeah, I've, I've said I'm fine with it. I mean, again, it's not sexy. I've, I've seen a, a surprising amount of dislike lately from it. But, man, it's this guy's stuff isn't reliable on him being able to throw 95. He hits his spots. He's super solid. And that's kind of what this team needs now. Again, people were talking about how last year with the Yankees was an aberration and you're partially right in 11 starts he went 7 and 0 with a 2.69 ERA nice is he going to be that good i doubt it but Yankee Stadium is a decent park to be a lefty pitcher in. He moved from the Rogers Center. This is his first time playing for a contender contender. And I mean the year the year on a whole he had a 3.65 ERA. The year before that he had a 3.53. The year before that he had a 3.18. So this guy has Four straight years with an ERA under three six five. I mean, what are we really looking for here? We're, I I think the part that sucks is in our heads when we sign Pat Corbin to be our quote unquote two starter, three starter, wherever you have him slotted, is that we were hoping you had good Corbin and he'd be ready for the playoffs. If you bring Hat back, you don't have the confidence in him. Yeah. I, I like Hap and I want Hap back, but it just seems like it's not it wasn't enough. Like in a in a the goal of this offseason was pitching, pitching, pitching. I like the Paxton trade still. I still like the Paxton trade. Right. And I still like that we got CC back. But if we get Hap, yeah, that's it's a good, nice five. But we're depending on Sevy being an ace. Still a lot of question marks across the board. Yeah. First half Tanaka can't show up again. CeCe's got to stay healthy. Paxton's got to stay healthy. And you could say this about almost every pitcher. There's probably like about 10 where you're like, I right, pencil them in for a full year of good shit. But I, I like to wish we had some a guy like that. Yeah, and Jim, I guess I, I came a little aggressive at you there, but I guess one of the things I forgot about was, I mean, it's literally like actually pen in CeCe for at least two DL stints. He's going to yeah. get his two knee surgery things done a year. So... I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to mention Parker Bridwell, but it'll be really interesting because they know they need, even if they get Hap, they need a sixth body, and I think we're going to find out, do they actually believe Domingo Herman is going to have it or not by the time spring training comes around? Yeah, yeah. So trade is a much better route. You can get pitchers probably better than Corbin well, via well, trade. Let's, let's finish out the free agents. I mean, Keichel's out there. Do you have a stance on Keichel? Not really. I mean, what's he going to get? What, Three what if years, I told four you? Years? If Evaldi just got four uh, years, 17 million. Right. What if, what if I what's told Keiko you? What's Keiko going to get? What if I told you you could have Hap for three years for 45 million, so 15 a year, or you could have Keiko for four years, 20 mil a year, 80 mil? 
I do. I don't know what I do. I flip a coin. <laughs> okay, that's I, I, dude. I and I. I don't want to put you on the spot. I flip flop on Keikel every day because I give myself the same hap speech. Like his stuff has deteriorated, but his stuff never depended on being great stuff. He's a sinker ball lefty at the stadium. He he could potentially be very good, and you're taking a guy away from Houston. At the same time, like I think we could both. If Keuchel doesn't have it and never has it again, you'd be like, yeah, we saw it coming. Yeah. You know? And I have a little bit of endowment effect going on with Hap. Like, he's already been a Yankee, so it's kind of comfortable. Yeah, and, and he I did already, really well. He did really well down the stretch. Not one bad game at the end, but he's, he did really, really well down the stretch. And I liked watching him pitch because it was so boring. But, I mean, what's Keuchel going to give us? He, Keuchel's a, a big-game pitcher. We've seen him do well in, the, in big games before. He's won. I guess that's kind of true. I, I guess if you said we bring back one of those two and we have a playoff game against Boston, I'm going to have more confidence in Keuchel than Hap. Yeah. Okay, Keuchel, that's Keuchel, interesting. That's a thought process I haven't done. Keuchel pitched 200 innings last year to a 3.74 ERA, which isn't terrible. It's, not, it's good. Three We're, ERA is good. People right, act. but he's he's regressing a little bit, right? I mean, he used well, to be Cy Young type. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's regressing, and I think the peripherals are looking bad. He's a ground ball pitcher. I don't know. Are we going to get Keiko or Hap? Uh, it all depends on the years. If you can get Hap for two years, my, I tell you, I can't make up my mind on those two guys because they both, both are like, yeah, it sounds good, but I'm not really hungry. Or like, oh, I'm starving. That's not going to satisfy me. Like, it just doesn't fit what I'm craving or need. Jimmy, I've got one wild card free agent before we get into the trades. Charlie Morton. My guy. Yusai Kikuchi. That sounds like a complete flyer to me. I, that's, that's, that's a complete flyer. And it is, but let me set this up. He is, As a he's fifth a, starter? No way. He's a lefty. He's from Japan. There's the Tanaka connection. You can get some NYC comforts. That's one of the risks of signing one of these guys. Jimmy, the price tag is sounding like six years, because that's kind of what the young guys from Japan have been getting. Six years, $42 million total. So you're paying less than a third of what you're paying Corbin for potentially six years of this guy. If he can be a back-end-of-the-rotation guy, why not take a flyer? And even if he bombs, like, on the Yankees' payroll, that doesn't show up as much. But... What if he bombs and we're just, okay, great. We're not hurt financially. We're hurt in a matter of fact that we're trying to win. Then, Jimmy, let's go trade for someone. Who are we going to trade for? Uh, I mean, everyone wants Kluber and Bumgarner. I don't think either will be dealt. Bumgarner maybe will cost a lot. I don't know how much the Yankees have in their farm left. They have some pieces, but it's not like what it used to be. Yeah, people people keep saying that like the Yankees farm is loaded, like it's not as loaded anymore. Well, it's loaded if you're a Yankees fan because that's big time endowment. In fact, like yeah, they're our guys. They're the best. Their value is so good. I don't think our farm's that loaded anymore. Maybe, but I don't think so. And uh, Jimmer, let me. But we, I I agree with you. I don't think Kluber's available. I think there's a chance Bumgarner's, but it's one year. His yeah. stuff's kind of deteriorating. But I think a good comparison would be the Goldschmidt trade that just happened. They traded two young MLB players in the the catcher, Carson Kelly, the pitcher, Luke Weaver. Both were top 50 prospects at one point. So, I mean, to get one season of Mad Bum, you're probably going to have to give up like a Florial and a pitcher or something like that. I don't think Yankee fans are ready to pay that price. 
Maybe they I'll are. pay whatever price. Okay. I don't, care, I don't care about the prospects right now. Like, at okay. all. Give me a guy that's going to be on the Yankees for the next couple of years and help us win in the next three years. Okay. Next year. This year. Two years. Three years. Like, this is our biggest window. Take advantage of it. I don't care about the prospects at all. Life's tough. Wear a helmet. Like, we did so good getting all these homegrown guys up. Now give them the support they need to win. Round it off. Are are you a little scared that Brian Cashman has too much of a dynasty big picture hat on? I'm scared that he thinks that the Yankees are better than they are. Like, I'm scared that he thinks last year was just injuries and growing pains. And, you know, actually last year they had the complete team, so they don't need to make that many changes. The pitching staff, even with how horrendous the starters we were throwing out, weren't the downfall of the season. We still won 100 games with them. I'm scared he's a little complacent, a little much we don't have to go crazy. Okay. I think eventually they're going to go over the tax, and that's hopeful. That's hopeful thinking. I really want them to. Yeah. I think we're going to get one of Harper and Machado. Yeah. Now, now, Jake, now I might be more in favor with getting Machado and then trying to trade Andujar for Kluber or Bumgarner. Isn't that crazy? And that's been my whole Machado stance all along, that if you bring in Harper, it's plug and play, roll the ball out there. That's going to be my go-to line for the next, next until we sign Harper. Machado is going to be a lot, and that would be, I guess that would be the opposite of kind of what you just said against Cashman. That would be punting on the fact that Andujar can play third. It would be going out and getting Kluber. It would be adding Machado. Like, you're adding two guys that have been <laughs> kind of big opponents of the Yankees the past couple of years in Machado and Kluber instead of running with this young core, which I think they want to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see Andujar go, but if it's Andujar goes and Machado and Kluber slash Bum coming, then we're a much better team prepped to win now. But I'd yeah. rather, I mean, that's why Corbin was the easiest route, man. Just sign Corbin. Get Harper to play left. Keep Andujar. Yeah. Do you think the national fans feel good? Like, you know when you go to the job interview and you, you throw out, like, uh, what are you hoping to make? And you throw out your number and they're like, great, you got it. And you're like, fuck. Fuck. I should have went higher. The Nationals gave $40 million more than the next offer. Yeah. They got to feel a little dumb. I think a little bit. I, th- I think they're sitting there. I think if this was talking Nats, they're saying they got their guy. They're saying, you know, Strasburg, Scherzer's the best. They're saying Strasburg's going to figure it out. And, you know, these three going into the playoffs are going to be unstoppable. Um, you got to remember, the Nationals are in a weird spot. Because, I mean, let's go back, what was it, five years ago? They're kind of where the Yankees were now, or last year, where they're like, oh, wow, we got this young team. We're going to be in the playoffs for the next, we're going to win World Series. And then they kind of fell off. The team just kind of fell apart. The rest of the division caught up. So I think this is kind of their, what's a, what, what's a good Civil War comparison? The, their final stand, the, the battle of Little Bighorn? I don't know. Yeah, this, you, got, you, got th- it, you got it. This is their last, this is their last one. Battle of Little Bighorns when they just slaughtered Native Americans. Okay, so maybe it's not that, but it is where the Washington Redskins are. So, what? Oh, oh, oh! Wow, Jimmy, I've got one for you because I, I think if you asked you and I right now, we'd say they're going to re-sign Hap. It's yeah. short term. He proved he could pitch a little at the stadium. It, 
A plus B equals C. I was also confident. Like, I really thought Corbin was going to be a dumb deal. Done deal. Not dumb. Maybe I was going to be yeah, a dumb, but done deal. <laughs> maybe both. <clears throat> I said that on here like two episodes ago. But then when he visited Yankee Stadium and it wasn't announced in that weekend, yeah. I started to get nervous. And then I got DMs telling me he went to the Nationals. And I was like, shit. So, Jimmy. If then I broke the news. So, let's say it's not Jay Happ. The Phillies go three years, 20 mil with Happ. Who do you think the Yankees are going to get? Do you think it's full-out trade time? Do you think it goes to Keuchel? Like, are they just going to go next man on the free agency list? When when does the trade kick in? Is it now? That's what I don't know, and that's what we're wondering because, you know, there's right. got to be a reaction to this, and there's a plan. Like we said, there, our caller said we liked their comparison. 1950s professor, they got all those pull-down sheets for, like, the projector or, like, with, with plans on them. The one with Corbin in the front, they just went whoosh, whoosh, it whipped up, and now it revealed behind it. It's like, okay, this is the new lineup. What is it? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, um... I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know anything. But I want a trade more. Give me, give me Carrasco. Give me Bum. Give me, maybe... They're talking about Bauer now. Ooh, I don't know. I, give me that freak. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can do a full year of Bauer. Um... Why, dude? He loves talking so much. We could probably get him on the show. Yeah, I don't know, Jim. I guess, I guess my my big thing, and I think Ray of, Ray of Light, and Ray of Light sounds so pathetic because they're two of the best players in baseball, and they're twenty six. But I think we're, I think this means we are getting Harper or Machado. A lot of people think that there's no way they do it. A lot of people think they're going to be cheap, which I don't I get because there's still so much more to do. Like a lot of people, are like we're finished. They're not going to do anything. It's like, well, they're, they, I mean, who are they going to run out there? There's literally like three and a half teams in the running to sign these guys now. Dodgers, Yanks, Phils, St. Louis kind of just checked out. People were saying the Cubbies, I think they're only in for Harper. The Giants, I think they're only in for Harper. So, I mean, it, it becomes a numbers game, and I think Brian I, – I think – Something you mentioned, Jim, which I think is going to be the huge point, which we're going to know in a month. Does Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner think they are good enough at each of their jobs to run a good enough business that they don't have to go out of their comfort zone, that they don't have to pay Harper Machado 350 mil if that's what the price gets to? Cause, sounds, cause, that that cause sounds I, like, ah, yeah. I, I will, I will I'll, I'll feed the Twitter monsters this. If they don't get Harper Machado or don't trade for Kluber Bumgarner, then you do have a right to be mad at the front office. But again, ah! we've, we've been through 10% of the offseason, people. Calm down. There's still a chance that we throw so much coin around. We yeah. can sign Keichel and Harper and Machado tomorrow. <laughs> Just table it. Just table it yeah. till the end of the offseason. And then if it ends and we're mad, we'll all be mad together. Plan on being happy through the holidays. Yeah. How about January 1st, if we don't have Harper, Machado, or a good trade for a starting pitcher, then you're fully allowed to freak out. There's January January 1st? Jan 1. Let's 29th. do January 2nd so we can all enjoy the new year. All Wait, right, you're no, right. That, happens, that happens December 31st. But January 1st is the best day ever because yeah. there's no obligation. Yeah, January 1st is the best day ever, so... January 2nd, we will be allowed to be mad. If you have a terror, if you eat only crap food and do nothing January 1st, you're like, wow, 
Well, rest of the year, it's only up from here. If you have a productive January 1st, you're like, wow, I am killing the new year. This is what Jake will sound like on January January 2nd. Nothing I say should be important to anyone. And this is what I'll sound like. Motherfucker. I hate myself. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> you better not. All right, we have some other voicemails, so let's pivot to those. Sound good? Sounds good. Should pivot. I do the... Should I do uh, the you got to get the pivot clip. Do you have Well, that? should I do our uh, our pivot sound effect? Sure. Barbaric. Let that <laughs> word resound. Barbaric. Let that word resound. All right, here's a voicemail. Hey, guys, this is Jake from Rochester, New York. And another guy I don't think uh, a lot of people have been talking about is Daniel Murphy. Played on the Nats and the Cubs last year, was injured. But you go back two or three years, he was just a real hitter. He could play in second base, first base, DH. Give us a lefty to split. Judge and Stan. Just want to hear your guys' thoughts on what you think Cashman's going to do next. Do you like Daniel Murphy? Because my problem is <laughs> Murphy can play first, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Depending he, he, on who's he, playing he, short. He played 33 games at second last year, but it's not at a high level. Yeah, well, I've played a lot of games second in his career, but he's terrible defensively. Yeah. And, like, we got Tanaka's a ground ball pitcher. CeCe gets a lot of soft contact. Hopefully, Glaber gets all those rookie yips and mental lapses out of his brain. Hopefully, Andujar gets better, which I don't think is possible, um, personally. I do. I think he can become slightly average. I don't think he's ever going to be helping a pitcher out. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Again, it's the guy's rookie year. Um, I'm just telling you what I think. I know, and he's 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 got a lot of skills. I I think so, he 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 has the chance to become an above average third baseman. He still has a chance to be a below average third baseman. Well, he is a below average third baseman right now. Yeah, and Jimmy, I think the the other important thing then when we start talking about this, we just mentioned these three lefty ground ball pitchers. You know, if we sign someone like Daniel Murphy and we're going to let him play second base, now our infield is Voight Bird. Voight, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it because you and me have talked about this, how first base has just gone straight to the back burner with everything else going on. Voight's not a good defensive first baseman. No, and, he, and then you have Daniel Murphy, who's one of the, like, probably the longest reigning bad infielder to ever play the sport. Yeah. You have Glaber with mental problems at sec, uh, short. Hopefully short. those go away. And then you have Andy Hart third. It'd be the worst infield defensively ever assembled that's why i just don't, i'm out on murphy i just can't add that to the the worries yeah and i, I don't think, think the offense the offense was the least of the worries last year it was pitching defense then offense so let's not hurt one of the top to fix the bottom yeah and i i think the uh wow noodle noodle doodle is starting to get really mad about that infield i think i think you and me our team firm leave glaber at second just let that develop and manifest and grow but again that word resound there could be this world where brian cashman wants to see glaber torres as a potential shortstop so i i don't know i i wouldn't be stoked with daniel murphy unless it was almost in a neil walker role yeah i think that's what he would be if if you're a team i daniel murphy has much more value to a team where he can play first base a little second base and dh and right now the yankees have those two main positions he can play locked up. He can play DH. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, next. Hey, guys. It's Nick from Santa Barbara. Calling for Talking Yanks. I actually uh, said hi to you guys when uh, 
we did the little box thing in Oakland. Not a great game, but a great time. Um, I just have a little uh, little brain exercise. Fast forward to 2020. Miguel Andujar, Didi Gregorius, Glaber Torres, Manny Machado. Assuming that nobody moves to a position that they haven't already played in the major leagues, who's at third base, who's at shortstop, who's at second base, and who's a 2020 NL All-Star. Thanks a lot, guys. Take it easy. 2020, so not in this year, next season. Machado, Glaber, Andujar. No one can play a position they never played already in the in MLB. Which guy, who's at, and Didi, who's at uh, third, short, second, or who's off the team? Now, it's easiest to say oh, Machado. He's just never going to become a Yankee, so there you go. Right. He's There you go. You got Andujar at third, Didi at short, Glaber at second. Boom, 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 bang, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Didi's the next most common answer, I think. Injured, going to miss the year, and then he's got half a year to prove his worth and get a get a deal, and the Yankees may just straight up pivot and not pay him what he's owed because Glaber's cheaper and they can slide him to shortstop. But then then that would leave Machado, who or Machado would be shortstop. So uh, who do you got? Who, <laughs> how are you laying it out? So who do you got? <laughs> I got Machado. He's just not going to be a Yankee. So wait, what's the question? I thought we had to say the shortstop. So yeah. you're picking Didi? Yeah, I'm picking Didi. Okay. Andujar, Didi, Glaber. Machado's just you just we don't even sign him. That's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm rooting for. I don't know, man. In my heart of hearts, it feels like Machado's going to be a Yankee. Did you end up? Oh, I'm I'm sorry if I'm putting you in a bad spot. Did you listen to the Boone? I would interview? not. He uh, so on the Michael K show today, Boone. Kay asked him, he was like, hey, do you care about the Machado not hustling stuff? And he's like, honestly, on our list of priorities, it's it's not up there. You know, it it and I'm not going to get mad at a guy if he's not, you know, jamming down the first baseline on a tapper to the pitcher or something like that. But Which, you know what's you know what's happened? Everyone's changed the entire conversation and made it just about the physical act of not hustling to first. Right. When that is not the problem with Machado. I don't right. give a fuck. Canodian hustle. Save your energy. Play every game. Everyone's right. boiled it down to just that. The problem is that he said it to reporters as if it yeah. wasn't a big deal, and that he's dirty, and he's yeah. a punk bitch. Like, I don't <laughs> understand. Everyone's like, who cares about the hustling? Well, I don't care about the hustling. I care about the other shit, and I still don't care about it enough to not, want him on the team for all his good aspects but i'm allowed to not like that other shit yeah i don't understand everyone just boiled it down to just the physical act of hustling to first base that's the slightest of the worries it's dude he's dirty player and he's dumb enough to say those comments which will get him eaten alive in new york yeah it's pissing me off like oh you care about the hustling no but i care about the other shit i still want him everything's not black and white I, I forget if Booney or, or Michael K said it, but it was a really good quote I want to bring up again. And they, they said they asked Girardi uh, one time about Cano's hustling, and he's like, honestly, man, if this if, if he comes out and brings it for 160 games, I don't really care. Yeah, I remember when Girardi said that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what we're looking for. So It's just uh, you, just you got to pick your spots well. Yeah, I, I just feel like, the Yanks are going to sign Machado, and there's going to be a week where I have to talk myself into supporting him. Well, that'd be easy to do. Put the pinstripes yeah. on, and I got you. But God damn it, I want Machado at third, not short. So no, give me Andujar and Didi. Okay, next. 
Talking Yanks, Josh, from the, also down the shore. First things first, last episode you guys mentioned like Patreon, Cody Kelshaw, and reminded me of the best name, the best safety name in football history, Weston Steelhammer, Air Force Academy. He said something else I played at the beginning, but uh, Weston Steelhammer is a great nice. name. Nice. Good name, Weston Steelhammer. Thank you for letting us know about the good name, Weston <laughs> Steelhammer. Shout out. Yeah. Hey, guys, this is Desi from Brooklyn. Uh, love the show. I don't know why everybody hates Jake. But- hey, what's that name? Did he just say Devi? Debbie? Like Desi. What? D- Desi? Like D-E-S-I? Desi? I feel like it's short for something. Yeah. It Desmond? came up on came up on Google Play as Debbie, and I was like, oh, female caller. Fuck yeah, let's go. And then it was him, and then I was like, that doesn't sound like a female. And then he said, Dev, Dev, I don't know. Hey guys, this is Desi from Desi, Brooklyn. I right. uh, love the show. I don't know why everybody hates Jake, but <laughs> so I posted this on Twitter to see how Yankees fans felt about this, and I wanted your input because I'm getting some very mixed revol- results. But if the Yankees were to win two World Series over the next four years, but then miss the playoffs for the following ten seasons, would you be okay with that? Two World Series rings, that'd be great. But then ten years of missing the playoffs. Let me know what your thoughts are, if you would take that deal, or if you'd rather just take your chances. Thanks. So, it's you win two World Series in the next four years, then you go on a 10-year drought of no playoffs at all. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> You're, you'd rather just roll the dice? Yeah, for 12 years with this core? Yeah. I agree with you. We are in a good age, though. <laughs> and like, you and me kind of cover the Yankees. So like, <laughs> after those two World Series, that would really fucking suck. <laughs> I didn't think about that part of our lives because I was about to say I was about to say we're at a good age. We're like, OK, in four years, hopefully I'm uh, having kids. And for their first 10 Ooh. years of their lives, I'll be busy. Like, I'll just be busy. But then I forgot it's my job now. Right. So, and like my money's tied to it. So, yeah, I'm going to have to just, I need those playoffs, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're, we're going to take the chance. And we got a good team to roll the dice with, too. It's not like if you're the Ray, if you're, well, the Rays are someone, the Rays are good. I don't know if we have any Rays listeners, but they always try to tell me they're good now. If you're the, if you're the Marlins, I think you take that like 10 years, no playoffs. That's a breeze, dude. That's a day at the beach. Yeah. But the Yanks are good. You have to expect more. What up, Talking Yanks? Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. Real quick, my Corbin reaction. I am fine with cash passing because uh, with the deal we got from the Nats, six years, 140, you're taking a pretty big risk. And if you're going to take a risk, there are cheaper ways to do it. If we don't end up signing with Signing Machado, uh, the popular move is to go after uh, Echeverria. I think uh, Jose Iglesias should be in there. I think he's a slightly better player, better defensively, better base running. Offensively, he's had a couple of those, you know, good fluky seasons, and their their underlying numbers are pretty much the same. So, all right, Jose Iglesias. You got yep. anything on him? I mean, guys Guys won a gold glove at shortstop. He was a big prospect, and then he, like, broke both his shins or something really weird. He uh, didn't, didn't get popped for steroids, too? Uh, maybe. maybe. Or did that's... he replace the guy who got popped for steroids when he went to the Tigers? 
I'm I'm blanking, but uh, I mean he's he's your classic light hitting, good fielding shortstop. I mean, I guess the only thing that I would give a leg up to Echeverria is Iglesias has played strictly shortstop the past six five years. Um, so we saw Etch play some third base. Uh, he can play some second base. He gives you more flexibility than uh, Iglesias. Jimmy, I will say one thing. I've I've been team Etch just because I liked what he showed. <laughs> I looked at his hitting stats. He was bad on the Yankees. Those well, yeah. two those two homers jumped out, but he hit under two hundred. Yeah, I think he was not supposed to be good. Yeah, I mean, but he's better than that, and that's the uh, that's the thing. Like, I'm still impressed by what I saw. Um, so if I had to see that for half a season, I don't think I'm mad about it. Yeah, I think I'd be etch over over Iglesias. Iglesias. I'm trying Fun to name. find out. Johnny Peralta got busted for steroids, then they traded for Jose Iglesias. Love Johnny Peralta. Them cheeks, boy. That's what happened. That's why I think of that. Them cheeks? Do you remember his cheeks? Yeah. He was like, he was a fat shortstop. Okay. <laughs> it's the dream. It was the dream. One of my best friends was a fat shortstop in high school. Okay. So don't talk shit about them. What was their name? Jake Storielli. Okay. Well. Not you. Another one. Another one. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah, that's, I don't know, Jim. Are, are we kind of wrapping up? Yeah, that's the end of the voicemails. Yeah, I was I the the topics that we we didn't touch upon. That this was kind of my initial reaction when when we didn't have Corbin. Or this was the morning after. I said, one, I need Harper and Machado now. Otherwise, it's a fail. Um, what are we going to do with the SP? We just talked about that. Is it free agent until we get the right price? Or are we going to make a trade with Cleveland or for Mad Bum? Dude, something that's, something that's gone all quiet on the Western front. A, the Sonny Gray trade, that, that's gone pretty quiet for a little while now. And is that going to be MLB or prospects? We heard some Brewers rumors this week. Do they have the old A's pitching coach? I think I heard that. That's going to be an interesting development. And Jimmy... I don't know. I guess I'm still on Team Harper that I think something's going to happen with Ellsbury soon, right? I don't know. What could possibly happen? I don't know. There's just been a lot of dead money swapping hands this offseason, and I feel like the Yankees are going to get involved in that somehow. So that's those, those are my closing thoughts for today. I have a closing game I want to play with you. Okay. I'm going to give you a Yankee uniform number and see how many people you can name that, that have worn it recently. Let's play a game. I'm not good with numbers, man. You don't think you can do this? I'll try, but it's probably going to be a bad look for the Talking Yanks franchise. No, you have a bad brain and a bad memory. Okay, fair. Everyone understands that. Fair. If you get three, I'll be pumped for you. Okay. All right. How Name three players that have worn number 12. Number 12. Recently? Whenever. Uh, you name them. You got them. God. Let's see. Ricky Lede was 17. Um, hot start. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want me to start there. You started with 17. <laughs> um, 12, man. 12's been kind of the shun number with the Yankees. You always expect one of the hot young prospects to snag it, and nobody does. I don't know. Did Luis Soho ever have it? I feel like he was 14. I don't know, man. I, I told you, I don't do the numbers. Okay. In 2018, it was your, one of your favorite players that you're not talking about anymore. Neil? I don't know. No, Neil was 14. Tyler Wade. Oh, fuck Tyler Wade. Chase Headley. Like Chase. I, I, I deserve to give Chase better credit. Alfonso Soriano. 
Yeah, he was real good. Uh, Eric Chavez wore it. Yeah, I love Chavez. Andy Phillips, Wade Boggs wore it. Yeah, Phillips threw me off. I remember that being weird. Yeah. Huh? Do you want to try another number? No, man. But you, you went told over. Told you I kind of hate this. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you do it to me. I'm the memory guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 77. Clint Frazier. Bing. That's all I know. Would never know. He's our guy. Bunch of relievers. Burn, baby, burn. Yeah, dude, I don't even know how to look up numbers. Baseball numbers are the least known things in sports. Maybe. Dude, I'm telling you, there's star players out there that you What about eye know. color? Name every Yankee with blue eyes right now. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I think we got to end the show. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening. This What's was Mike Trout's number? Oh, uh, shit. Uh, I want to say like 16? 27. Uh. I'm telling you, man. The best player, the best player we've seen in baseball for decades, and we we love baseball, and we don't know that guy's number. I'm telling you. What number did Manny Machado wear? What was he? Thirteen or something? Yeah, he loves a Rod. Yeah. What number would you wear if you had a your choice? Five. Well, that's taken by Joe DiMaggio. I talked to his family, and they'd be okay with it with my talent. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening. This is Talking Yanks. Thank you, everyone who called in. Thank you. Big thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Uh, and thank you to anyone that's ever left a review and a rating. We appreciate you. We will be in Vegas next episode. I don't know what the hell we're going to do there, but it should be fun. See you guys. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.